This is the third chapter of Percy Jackson, The Titan's Curse. Bianca D'Angelo makes a choice. After seeing Dr. Thorne turn into a monster and plummet off the edge of a cliff with Annabeth, you'd think nothing else could shock me. But when this 12-year-old girl told me she was the goddess Artemis, I said something real intelligent, like, um, okay? It was nothing compared to Grover's, though. He gasped, then knelt hastily in the snow and started yammering. Thank you, Lady Artemis. You're, you're so, you're so, wow. Get up, goat boy, Talia snapped. We have other things to worry about. Annabeth is gone. Whoa, Bianca D'Angelo said. Hold up, time out. Everybody looked at her. She pointed her fingers at all of us in turn, like she was trying to connect the dots. Who, who are you people? Artemis's expression softened. It might be a better question, my dear, to ask who are you? Who are your parents? Bianca glanced nervously at her brother, who was still staring in awe at Artemis. Our parents are dead, Bianca said. We're orphans. There's a bank trust that pays for our school, but she faltered. I guess she could tell from our faces that we didn't believe her. What? she demanded. I'm telling the truth. You're half-blood, Zoe Nightshade said. Her accent was hard to place. But it, it sounded old-fashioned, like she was reading from a really old book. One of thy parents was mortal. The other was an Olympian. An Olympian athlete? No, Zoe said. One of the gods. Cool, Nico said. No, Bianca's voice quivered. This is not cool. Nico danced around like he needed to use the restroom. Does Zeus really have lightning bolts that do 600 damage? Does he get extra movement points for... Nico, shut up! Bianca put her hands to her face. This is not your stupid mythomagic game, okay? There are no gods. As anxious as I felt about Annabeth, all I wanted to do was search for her. I couldn't help but feel sorry for the D'Angelos. I remember what it was like for me when I first learned that I was a demigod. Talia must have been feeling something similar because the anger in her eyes subsided a little bit. Bianca, I know it's hard to believe, but the gods are still around. Trust me, they're immortal, and whenever they have kids with regular humans, kids like us... Well, our lives are dangerous. Dangerous, Bianca said. Like the girl who fell? Talia turned away. Even Artemis looked pained. Do not despair for Annabeth, the goddess said. She was a brave maiden. If she can be found, I shall find her. Then why won't you let us go look for her? I asked. She's gone. Can't you sense it, son of Poseidon? Some magic is at work. I do not know exactly how or why, but your friend has vanished. I still wanted to jump off the cliff and search for her. But I had a feeling that Artemis was right. Annabeth was gone. If she had been down there in the sea, I thought I'd be able to feel her presence. Ooh! Nico raised his hand. But what about Dr. Thorne? It, that was awesome how you shot him with your arrows. Is, is he dead? He was a manticore, Artemis said. Hopefully he is destroyed. But for now, monsters never truly die. They reform over and over again. And they must be hunted whenever they reappear. Or they'll hunt us, Talia said. Bianca D'Angelo shivered. That explains... Nico, you remember last summer, those guys who tried to attack us in the alley in D.C.? And that bus driver, Nico said, the one with the ram's horns? I told you that was real! That's why Grover's been watching you, I said. Keep you safe, if you turned out to be half-bloods. Grover? Annabeth stared at him. You're a demigod? Well, a satyr, actually. He kicked off his shoes and displayed his goat hooves. I thought Bianca was going to faint right there. Grover, put your shoes back on, Talia said. You're freaking her out! Hey, my hooves are clean. Bianca, I said, we came here to help you. You and Nico need training to survive. Dr. Thorne won't be the last monster you meet. You need to come to camp. Camp, she asked. Camp Half-Blood, I said. It's where Half-Bloods learn to survive and stuff. 
You can join us. Stay there year-round if you like. Sweet, let's go, said Nico. Wait, Bianca shook her head. I don't... There is another option, Zoe said. No, there isn't, Talia said. Talia and Zoe glared at each other. I didn't know what they were talking about, but I could tell there was bad history between them. For some reason, they seriously hated each other. We've burdened these children enough, Artemis announced. Zoe, we will rest here for a few hours, raise the tent, treat the wounded, retrieve our guests belonging from the school. Yes, milady. And Bianca, come with me. I'd like to speak with you. What about me? Nico asked. Artemis considered the boy. Perhaps you can show Grover how to play the card game you enjoy. I'm sure Grover would be happy to entertain you for a while. As a favor for me? Grover about tripped over himself getting up. You bet! Come on, Nico! Grover and Nico walked off towards the woods, talking about hit points and armor ratings and a bunch of other geeky stuff. Artemis led a confused-looking Bianca along the cliff. The hunters began unpacking their capsacks and making camp. Zoe gave Talia one more evil look, then left to oversee things. As soon as she was gone, Talia stamped her foot in frustration. Enough of those hunters! They think they're so... Ugh! I'm with you, I said. I don't trust... Oh, you're with me! Talia turned on me furiously. What were you thinking back there in the gym, Percy? You'd take on Dr. Thorne all by yourself? You knew he was a monster! I... If we stuck together, we could have taken him without the hunters getting involved. Annabeth might still be here. Did you think of that? My jaw clenched. I thought of some harsh things to say, and I might have said them too. But then I looked down and saw something navy blue lying in the snow at my feet. Annabeth's New York Yankees baseball cap. Talia didn't say another word. She wiped a tear from her cheek, turned, and marched off, leaving me alone with a trampled cap in the snow. The hunters set up their camping site in a matter of minutes. Seven large tents, all of silver silk, curved in a crescent around one side of a bonfire. One of the girls blew a silver dog whistle, and a dozen white wolves appeared out of the woods. They began circling the camp like guard dogs. The hunters walked among them and fed them treats, completely unafraid. But I decided I'd stick close to the tents. Falcons watched us from the trees, their eyes flashing in the firelight. And I got the feeling that they were on guard duty, too. Even the weather seemed to bend at the goddess's will. The air was still cold, but the wind died down and the snow stopped falling, so it was almost pleasant sitting by the fire. Almost. Except for the pain in my shoulder and the guilt wearing me down, I couldn't believe Annabeth was gone, and I was as angry as I was at Talia. I had a sinking feeling that she was right. It was my fault. What had Annabeth wanted to tell me in the gym? Something serious, she said. Now I might never find out. I thought about how we danced together for half a song, and my heart felt even heavier. I watched Talia pacing in the snow at the edge of the camp, walking among the wolves without fear. She stopped and looked back over at Westover Hall, which was now completely dark, looming on the hillside beyond the woods. I wondered what she was thinking. Seven years ago, Talia had been turned into a pine tree by her father to prevent her from dying. She stood at her ground against an army of monsters on top of Half-Blood Hill in order to give her friends, Luke and Annabeth, time to escape. She'd only been back as human for a few months now, and once in a while she would stand so motionless you'd think she was still a tree. Finally, one of the hunters brought me my backpack. Grover and Nico came back from their walk, and Grover helped me fix up my wounded arm. It's green, Nico said with delight. Here, hold still, Grover told me. Eat some ambrosia while I clean that out. 
I winced as he dressed the wound, but the ambrosia square helped. It tasted like homemade brownie, dissolving in my mouth, sending a warm feeling through my body. Between that and the magic saliva Grover was using, my arm felt better within a couple of minutes. Nico rummaged through his own bag, which the hunters had apparently packed for him. Though, how they snuck into Westover Hall unseen, I didn't know. Nico laid out a bunch of figurines in the snow, little battle replicas of Greek gods and heroes. I recognized Zeus with a lightning bolt, Ares with a spear, Apollo with his sun chariot. Big collection, I said. Nico grinned. I almost got them all, plus their holographic cards. Well, except for a few rare ones. You've been playing this game a long time? Just this year. Before that, he knitted his eyebrows. What? I asked. I forgot. That That's weird. He looked unsettled, but it didn't last long. Hey, can I see that sword that you were using? I showed him Riptide and explained how it turned from a pen into a sword just by uncapping it. Cool! Does it ever run out of ink? Um, well, I don't actually write with it. Are you really the son of Poseidon? Well, yeah. Can you surf really well then? I looked at Grover, who was trying hard not to laugh. Geez, Nico, I, ne- I said, I've never really tried. He went on asking questions. Did I fight a lot with Talia since she was the daughter of Zeus? I didn't answer that one. If Annabeth's mother was Athena, the goddess of wisdom, then why didn't Annabeth know better than to fall off a cliff? I tried to not strangle Nico for that one. Was Annabeth my girlfriend? At this point, I was trying to stick the kid in a meat-flavored sack and throw him to the wolves. I figured any second he was going to ask me how many hit points I had, and I'd completely lose my cool. But then Zoe Nightshade came up to us. Percy Jackson. She had dark brown eyes, slightly upturned nose, with her silver circlet and her proud expression. She looked pretty much like royalty, that I had to resist the urge to sit up straight and say yes ma'am. She studied me distastefully, like I was a bag of dirty laundry she'd been sent to fetch. Come with me, she said. Lady Artemis wishes to speak with thee. Zoe led me to the last tent, which looked no different from the others, and waved me inside. Bianca D'Angelo was seated next to the auburn-haired girl, who I still had trouble thinking of as Artemis. The inside of the tent was warm and comfortable. Silk rugs and pillows covered the floor. In the center, a golden brazier of fire seemed to burn without fuel or smoke. Behind the goddess on the polished oak display stand was her huge silver bow, carved to resemble gazelle horns. The walls were hung with animal pelts, black bear, tiger, and several others that I didn't recognize. I figured an animal rights activist would have a heart attack looking at all these rare skins. But maybe since Artemis was the goddess of the hunt, she could replenish whatever she shot. I thought she had another animal pelt laying next to her, but then I realized it was a live animal. A deer with glittering fur and silver horns, its head resting contently on Artemis's lap. Join us, Percy Jackson, the goddess said. I sat across from her on the tent floor. The goddess studied me, which made me uncomfortable. She had such old eyes for a young girl. Are you surprised by my age? She asked. Uh, a little. I could appear as a grown woman or a blazing fire or anything else I want, but this is what I prefer. This is the average age of my hunters and all young maidens for whom I am patron before they go astray. Go astray, I asked. Grow up, become smitten with boys, become silly, preoccupied, insecure, forget themselves. Oh, Zoe sat down at Artemis's right. She glared at me as if all the stuff Artemis had just said was my fault, like I had invented the idea of being a guy. 
You must forgive my hunters if they do not welcome you, Artemis said. It is very rare that we would have boys in this camp. Boys are usually forbidden to have any contact with the hunters. The last one to see this camp, she looked at Zoe. Which one was it? That boy in Colorado, Zoe said. You turned him into a jackalope. Ah, yes, Artemis nodded, unsatisfied. I enjoy making jackalopes. At any rate, Percy Jackson, I've asked you to come here so you might tell me more of this manticore. Bianca has reported some of the disturbing things this monster has done, but she may not fully understand them, so I'd like to hear them from you. And so I told her. When I was done, Artemis put her hands through her fully silver bow. I feared this was the answer. Zoe sat forward. The scent, milady? Yes. What scent? I asked. Things are stirring that I have not hunted in a millennia, Artemis muttered. Pray so old, I have nearly forgotten. She stared at me intently. We came here tonight, sensing the manticore, but he was not the only one that I seek. Tell me again exactly what Dr. Thorne said. Um, I hate middle school dances? No, no, no. After that. He said something called the general was going to explain things to me. Zoe's face paled. She turned to Artemis and started to say something, but Artemis raised her hand. Go on, Percy. The goddess said, Well, then, Thorne was talking about the great stirpot. Stirring, Bianca corrected. Yeah, and he said, Soon we shall have the most important monster of all, the one that shall bring the downfall of Olympus. The goddess was so still, she could have been a statue. Maybe he was lying, I said. Artemis shook her head. No, he was not. I've been too slow to see with the signs. I must hunt this monster. Zoe looked like she was trying very hard not to be afraid, but she nodded. We will leave tonight, right away, milady. No, Zoe, I must do this alone. But, Artemis, this task is too dangerous, even for the hunters. You know where I must start my search. You cannot go there with me. As, as you wish, milady. I will find this creature, Artemis vowed, and I will, shall bring it back to Olympus by the winter solstice. It will be all the proof I need to convince the council of the gods how much danger we are in. You know what this monster is, I asked. Artemis gripped her bow. Let's pray I am wrong. Can goddesses pray, I asked, because I'd never really thought about it. A flicker of a smile played across Artemis's lips. Before I go, Percy Jackson, I have a small task for you. Does it involve getting turned into a jackalope? Sadly, no. I want you to escort the hunters back to Camp Half-Blood. They can stay there in safety until I return. What? Zoe blurted out. But, but Artemis, we hate that place. Last time we stayed there. Yes, I know, Artemis said. But I'm sure Dionysus will not hold a grudge against that because of a little uh, misunderstanding. It is your right to use Cabin 8 whenever you are in need. Besides, I hear they rebuilt the cabins you burned down. Zoe muttered something about foolish campers. And now there is one last decision you need to make. Artemis turned to Bianca. Have you made up your mind, my girl? Bianca hesitated. I... I'm still thinking about it. Wait, I said. Thinking about what? They, they've invited me to join the hunt. What? But you can't. You have to come to Camp Half-Blood so Chiron can train you. It's the only way to, you can learn how to survive. It is not the only way for a girl, Zoe said. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Bianca, camp is cool. It's got a Pegasus stable and a sword fighting arena. And I mean, what do you get by joining the hunters? To begin with, Zoe said, immortality. I stared at her, then at Artemis. She's kidding, right? Zoe rarely kids about anything, Artemis said. My hunters follow me in adventures. They are maiden servants, my companions, and my sisters in arms. Once they swear loyalty to me, they are indeed immortal, unless they fall in battle, which is unlikely, or break their oath. 
what oath? I said, to forswear romantic love forever. Artemis said, to never grow up, never get married, to be a maiden eternally. Like you? The goddess nodded. I tried to imagine what she was saying. Being immortal, hanging out with only middle school girls forever. I couldn't get my mind around it. So you just go around the country recruiting half-bloods? Not just half-bloods, Zoe interrupted. Lady Artemis does not discriminate by birth. All who honor the goddess may join. Half-bloods, nymphs, mortals. Which are you, then? Anger flashed in Zoe's eyes. That is not thy concern, boy. The point is, Bianca may join if she wishes. It is her choice. Bianca, this is crazy, I said. What about your brother? Nico can't be a hunter. Certainly not, Artemis agreed. He will go to camp. Unfortunately, that is the best boys can do. Hey, I protested. You can see him from time to time, Artemis assured Bianca. But you will be free of responsibility. He will have the camp counselors to take care of him. And you have a new family. Us. A new family, Bianca repeated dreamily. Free of responsibility? Bianca, don't do this. I said, this is nuts. She looked at Zoe. Is it worth it? Zoe nodded. It is. What do I have to do? Say this, Zoe told her. I pledge myself to the goddess Artemis. I I pledge myself to the goddess Artemis. I turn my back on the company of men, accept eternal maidenhood, and join the hunt. Bianca repeated the lines. That's it? Zoe nodded. If Lady Artemis accepts thy pledge, then it is binding. I accept it, Artemis said. The flames in the brazier brightened, casting a silver glow over the room. Bianca looked no different, but she took a deep breath and opened her eyes wide. I I feel stronger. Welcome, sister, Zoe said. Remember your pledge, Artemis said. It is now your life. I couldn't speak. I felt like a trespasser, and I'm complete failure. I couldn't believe I'd come all this way and suffered so much only to lose Bianca to some eternal maiden girls club. Do not despair, Percy Jackson, Artemis said. You will still get to show the D'Angelo's your camp, and if Nico so chooses, he can stay there. Great, I said, trying not to sound sourly. How are we supposed to get there? Artemis closed her eyes. Dawn is approaching. Zoe, break camp. You must get to Long Island quickly and safely. I shall summon a ride for my brother. Zoe did not look really happy about this idea, but she nodded and told Bianca to follow her. As she was leaving, Bianca paused in front of me. I'm sorry, Percy, but I want this. I really, really do. Then she was gone, and I was left alone with a 12-year-old goddess. So, I said glumly, we're going to get a ride from your brother, huh? Artemis's silver eyes gleamed. Yes, boy. You see, Bianca D'Angelo is not the only one with an annoying brother. It is time for you to meet my irresponsible twin, Apollo.